Well, here we are. It is episode two of the Central Podcast. My name is Simon. I'm going to be hosting this episode. My wife Maria and I are the Central Pastors at Imaginations Church, which is a Christian church in Western Sydney. Now, Central is the 18 to 30s ministry of our church. So we've created this podcast to kind of catch people where they're at. We learned a lot from episode one. The main thing I learned was to not record a podcast with your 21-month-old in the room. And also, I've discovered that I say the word epic a lot. So I'm going to try and keep that under control. So we've got a great episode in store for you. But before we get to that, can we please hit the announcement drums? Coming up on October 19th, we have our first ever Central Conference. It is going to be amazing. Don't miss it. It's from 5 p.m. till 9-ish. Um, it's going to include two sessions and a massive dinner. We have Pastor Nathan Finocchio coming and joining us, and he is uh, the teaching pastor at Hillsong LA. He's hilarious, and he's also a gifted Bible teacher. You're going to love it. It's going to be a historic moment. It's the first time our church has ever done a young adult-focused conference. You don't want to miss it. So go online to our website, inchurch.com.au, and register. I also want to give a shout out to anybody who'd be interested in doing our internship next year. Go to incinternship.com. It is a great opportunity to set aside a year of your life to grow, serve, and discover. Head to that website, check out all the details, and you will not be disappointed. So today, we have a special guest. Pastor Rob DeMartin is here with me. Him, along with his wife, Sonia, are our location pastors here in Sydney. But also, Pastor Rob has been, uh, in the past, our business manager for many, many years. And he's here today, and we're going to call this podcast Big Bucks with Bobby. Now, does anybody call you Bob? Bob. (laughs) (laughs) Robert is a name that is so diverse. You can have Robert, Bert, Bobby... Roberto, if you want to have that 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 tinge there, <laughs> look. So no, no one calls you Bobby. Only you, saw me. It's it's got a it's got a ring to it. It's gonna be good. All right. So coming up on the 29th of September, you're going to be starting a series, a three week series in our 5:30 p.m. service on money, faith, and stewardship. So I thought it'd be good to get you here and just talk about that for 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 a few minutes, me and you give people a bit of a teaser for this series coming up and specifically for people in that central age group uh, who are listening to the podcast. So before we get there, <laughs> uh, I wouldn't mind just helping people understand why we brought you here. Like give us a bit of your background. Um, obviously you work at the church as our location pastor, but you've also been the business manager. Yes. In the in past. A, yes. In the past. You were born in the Swiss mountains. No, not really. <laughs> I wasn't born in Switzerland, but um, in Zurich, not in the mountains. No, um, look, I at a young age, I, I actually wanted to be a teacher uh, when I was very young. Builder at one stage, can you believe that? Um, but when I was in year 10, I was doing um, a commerce class at school. They did a little bit of accounting, debits and credits. And from that moment, I knew I wanted to be an accountant. And from that point forth, everything was geared towards being an accountant, going to university, et cetera, et cetera. Um, I got saved when I was 18 years old, come to know the Lord and um, changed my life totally. Was at university. At 19, I remember going to a Don Francisco concert where God really placed on my heart that one day I would use this gift 
to serve him in his ministry. Uh, I didn't know what that meant, but I know it was a dream, it was a vision, something that he birthed in my heart. And so I went on, finished university, did my canon degree, went out into the corporate world, began climbing the corporate ladder. And all the time while I was here at Imaginations Church serving away, I was using my um, skills and things I was learning in the accounting field and my gift to serve here, doing the doing budgets and accounts, etc. here on a voluntary basis. And then when I was uh, around about 31, 32 years old, Pastor Jack asked me to come on staff to be the business manager. And it was like the Lord had just a, a sequence of events. I remember one year before then, um, I'd been offered a job to go to Melbourne um, to become a national accounting manager and of the company I was working for. And Sonia and I had really felt to turn that down at that point, that, that this is where he'd called us, um, this is where he wanted us. And so it was just a beautiful moving into the dream and what God had placed in my heart 14 years earlier. So, so not only did you have that dream of a one day, but you also you were serving in the now so we, right. we don't want to talk, you know, if obviously if you're climbing the corporate ladder and then you get a call from church, was there a pay cut involved? <laughs> um, yes, uh, my pay um, literally halved overnight, uh, lost a company car and um, had two little children, <laughs> I think three and two, uh, something around that sort of age, Josh and Caleb. Um, so it was definitely a step of faith um, and it was definitely a step I made before I looked at my budget, but um, we knew it was God, and it was ama- it's amazing what you can do with a budget um, when you have to. <laughs> <laughs> so this is a bad time for me to ask for a pay rise on a podcast episode. <laughs> but I do. Um, uh, I'm, I'm happy that you're here, and we, we want to talk about about money for people tuning in. It's a second episode, and we're talking about money. <laughs> and I know that there can be that pessimism and like that eye roll and like that thought in people's minds of, oh, churches, they just want your money. Well, I think the first thing is uh, that we need to get right is that whole, that churches just want your money. And I think that, it, that your says a lot, and that comes down to the root issue, is that um, so much of, uh, so many of us, um, for us, it's our money. But actually getting this revelation um, from Scripture that actually God owns everything. Um, He's the owner. He owns everything. We're just stewards. We're there to manage what he has given us or what he has empowered us to earn. Um, So the Bible talks about how he empowers us to generate money and work and earn money and etc and so getting that revelation that we're we're not the owners we're to be good stewards for him who owns it and uh, i think that's that's the first thing that's such a key when it comes to money that really is about trusting the lord proverbs 3 verse 5 to 6 trust in the lord with all your heart and lean not on your own understanding but in all your ways acknowledge him and he will make your path straight and okay, this, you're convicting this, me just quoting scripture. <laughs> like, <laughs> but that's the key. We've got to learn to trust him. Sometimes his way when it comes to finances goes totally against what the world would say. Yeah. But when we trust him and do it his way, he makes our path straight. And, and I'm a testimony that even halving my salary, all the rest of it, God's incredible blessing and has blessed us in, in so many ways to more than compensate. So a lot of our listeners are people in their in their twenties, and in that early financial stage of their life, money is a huge part of our life. Why is it so important to get 
it right? Yes, that that is a really good question. Um, from my experience, um, good management of money, good financial management, um, is a key to stable marriages and families. It's a key to financial integrity, dignity, and peace of mind. There's nothing worse than having bills paid up and you can't pay it. And also it's a key to living a life of generosity influence, which as a Christian and with Christ at the center and, and, and his life in us, there's this natural tendency to want to be generous and, and give. But when you haven't got your finances right, it's pretty hard to live that. And so every time you hear there's an offering, there's this tension and this um, um, conflict that goes on. Well, I don't have anything and I can't give. And, and yet there's this side that we want to be generous. So all of those things, I've seen so many marriages struggle because of finance, you know, finances. And so we've got to get these things right. And the other thing is, I think that's really important. And I love the way that Alan Meyer says it. He says it this way, he says, the whole area of finances, income, employment and provision for life is intended to be one of the most tangible arenas for encountering God, for proving God's care and love in your life. And I love that. It's this beautiful journey with God that as we step out in faith and put him first in our finances and et cetera, et cetera, and, and apply his word and generosity and all those sort of things in our life, to see his beautiful provision and how he provides in just so many different ways is part of the journey of life. So what are some basic principles to stewarding well? You talked about earlier that you know God is the owner, we're just the stewards. Um, what are some principles to stewarding well with our finances? Yeah, look, I, I think there's lots of things, <laughs> um, and I'm going to cover a lot of those things in the um, series. Yeah. You got to keep good records. You got to know what what you what the what the situation is. I, I think having a purpose is incredibly important. I think being content. I think you know, like so often people get in trouble because of lack of contentment. Mm -hmm. And I think uh, uh, Paul said we need to learn contentment, whether we've got much or little. You know, we, we need to we need to be in that position of being content. But I think the big thing is but is Pastor Rob, my, my TV is only sixty five inches. <laughs> I just need that ten more. That's exactly <laughs> what I'm talking about. <laughs> but you know, but the biggest thing is having a budget. Budget. That's that's for me when it comes down to stewardship um, and and being and managing well your resources when it comes to finances is having a budget in place. Okay, so on budgeting, what do you say to people who who feel like they're constantly in catch up mode when it comes to their expenses and their finances? Yeah, <laughs> this is. Um, if if someone's in that mode, it it normally is just because either they don't have a budget. Or they've done a budget, but they're not, they don't know how to manage that budget. So it's one thing to do a budget. It's another thing to manage their budget. But I'm telling you, um, you know, the Bible says without vision, people cast off restraint. Mm -hmm. And um, the budget framed around what our purpose and our vision is of where we're heading, it enables us to really be constrained mm -hmm not throw off constraint, and therefore a lot of expenditure that we make is not necessarily a need, it's more of wants. And so that really helps us to really focus. And so having a budget and how to manage that budget is really critical. And when you put in place that, um, the, the freedom of when a bill comes through, the money's just sitting there to pay it, 
is amazing. And that's and we've seen, as we've done the Mastering Your Money course um, through the church in previous years, how that freedom is something that's um, amazing for people. Because I've seen a lot of people who literally will avoid bills by just putting them in the top drawer and ignoring them. Well, just flagging the email and looking at it later. <laughs> I hear you um, You mentioned putting money aside, and that really is the key. Instead of being in catch-up mode, yes, actually getting ahead by putting money aside, and that takes discipline. Especially if you think about the world today, it's not just wants, but it's also you have marketing that is geared at making you want stuff. That's right. You know, And I've heard you mention that word purpose. So can you speak on that, like how that purpose behind your finances really is that foundation to stop you from swaying left and right yes yeah because um if when you set your purpose and your goals for me and sonia for example for us putting our tithes right up front our missions things like that our uh, home loan rip there's certain things that are that are, you know our goals when it comes to our budget then we will then make sure we allocate enough money in our in our budget to fulfill those the purposes that are really important to us yes and and i know i think of a budget in the simplest form is when i was 13 i got my first job in um working for the chicken bowl on the great western highway across from the colton pub um and um i earned a dollar an hour for four hours so i got four dollars i was very excited and i literally went home and got eight jars eight little jars and marked each jar with one was for I wanted to buy a bike, so I put bike on there. And another one was spending money at Scouts. And anyway, there was eight jars with eight little um, things on it. And every every week I got my money, I put 50 cents in every jar. Every jar represented a purpose, a goal, vision that I had. And I put 50 cents in each jar each week to fulfill that vision and purpose. Uh, and that's what really budgeting is. And now I use a spreadsheet instead of jars. Uh, my mum used envelopes <laughs> to budget. But that's the, the you before you even put a financial budget, you really have to sit down and think about what are, what's important to me, what are values, and where am I heading? Yeah. And um, so you start with, um, we start with one day I want to buy a house or one day I want to do this. But day one now is, okay, I need to put that into my budget. Mm. So that, that purpose, that goal is what sets the, the plumb line, as it were, for Absolutely. And therefore that vision, without vision, people cast off restraint. Mm. Well, with the vision, these are important. Well, I'm, I don't have enough money to go out and buy a brand new car, so I might have to get a second-hand car to fulfill a greater purpose and, and and what's really important. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So, what do you say to someone? They're hearing this and they're they're getting a fresh dose of inspiration to balance, you know, and budget and have purpose. But they're looking at their current financial situation and going, "Man, but like I've got this car loan that's hanging over my head, and I'm it's that shadow behind them of of being in a ditch financially, as it were. They've got to dig themselves out of. What would you say to those people? There's hope. <laughs> yeah. uh, I have, from um, my experience, many years of helping people um, with their finances. Um, I have seen um, situations turn them out dramatically just when people actually stop avoiding the fact that they're in trouble and they're struggling um, to actually take ownership of that and say, okay, I'm going to do something about this yeah. and actually create a budget and look at what options they have 
to turn the whole situation around. And I've I've seen multiple situations of people with 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 uh, you know loans. Um, that have been paid off within a couple of years just because they've sat down and looked at their budget and worked out that, hang on, if I do this and, and this is my goal, um, it's amazing what you can do. All right, so I, I want to talk about one unique thing. You know, we're in Western Sydney, and this might be very specific to where we are, but property is just booming. You know, there's expansion happening everywhere, subdivisions happening everywhere, the housing prices are through the roof. Mm. And, and I know because I felt the pressure with my, my wife and I um, a number of years ago when we were saving to yes. to buy land and to purchase a, a house. And uh, like I remember for myself, we had budgeted, we were saving, and after like a six-month period, our deposit percentage went down because the housing prices were going up so fast. And I just remember feeling like, we are never going to get to the top of this mountain of trying to buy property. What would you say to someone who's looking at the the financial landscape right now and just thinking, mate, like houses are knocking on a million bucks, 700000 for for just a, a fix-up kind of house, you know? What would you say to, to young, particularly younger people who are in uni looking to have that dream one day? I think... You've got to get. You've got to be smart and get on top of your money right away. Even as you're leaving school, going into maybe you're you're doing a trade and you're, it's your first job, etc. I think the key is is that the house is one day, but you've got to start in day one. And I think you waste so much opportunity as a young person if you, for example, your first car is go out buy a brand new car. you drive it out, you've already lost $5,000 in value. Uh, You're repaying it and you've borrowed money, you're repaying it plus interest. I I really would say to young people that you have an opportunity to get started and and use some real wisdom um, in those early days because, um, you know, when when you're single and you're 18, most people aren't thinking about getting married and buying a house and all that sort of stuff. But I think if you do that by the time you're 24, <laughs> 25, and you might be now ready, and there's if two you know you come together, um, you, you're going to be surprised. You're going to be surprised what you can do, and, and even if you are in a in a situation um, where you may have made some decisions that are that weren't wise, there's always hope to turn that around by saying, okay. I'm going to start to do things a little bit differently here. The earlier start. I know little Jeremiah, who's 11 years old. Um, the other day, uh, I've started him. He's got his own little bank. He's got his own little spreadsheet with his. Each line is his jar, <laughs> and he's got five <laughs> or six jars. And one of those jars is um, he's saving up to do for, to do his internship. He wants to do internship, okay. so he's saving up for internship <laughs> for a year. And um, and the other thing is he's saving up for a car and a home. And I I reckon by the time he's 24 or 25. This just isn't fair. I can just imagine myself having to rent off Jeremiah one day. (laughs) Bobby, I want to thank you for coming to the podcast today. I really appreciate it. And I want to just encourage everyone, starting on Sunday, the 29th of September, Sunday night services for three weeks, Pastor Rob's going to be preaching on money, faith, and stewardship. And this was just a bit of a, a teaser. We're going to have some Q&A times. We're going, to, we're going to really go deep into this topic that's so important and is such a, uh, it affects everyone's lives as mm, part, of, a part right. of our life. So I encourage you to get to that. Thank you for tuning into our podcast this episode, and we'll see you next time. We need a sign off. Can you sign us off? Money, money. 
Oh, oh, he sang ABBA as the sign off. Oh my oh, lord. Dude. You are, I'm not editing that out. That is going to stay in there. See you later. <laughs>